It's Thursday, February 2nd, and this is Goodwill Talk Daily. Welcome back, everybody, to Goodwill Talk Daily. Thanks for being with me today. And uh, for those of you who skipped yesterday's episode, I'm glad you did that. You want to care for yourself. I know yesterday's episode is a little bit tough to listen to uh, with some of the depictions of violence that were included in that. Um, But today, uh, we're in another judgment oracle. It's not as graphic as the last one. I mean, it's challenging. Um, it's it's hard, but it's not as graphic as last time. So hopefully you'll be able to get through this one okay. We are in Isaiah chapter 14. And, uh, you know, the, the violent imagery is here in order to shock us, in order to make us uncomfortable, um, to see that the violence of the world uh, ends up falling back on the world's head. It's judgment against sin and particularly against Babylon and against Babylon's, Babylon's king. Now, Back in the day, the Babylonians were a real country, a real nation that did horrifying things in their conquest for world domination. But Babylon takes on this this different role, particularly in the book of Revelation. It, It takes on what we call an eschatological role or an ultimate role. Babylon becomes an emblem for all of the wickedness and evil in this world, for all of the kingdoms of the world that would array themselves against God and his purposes and his people. And so we're going to read today a, a, a judgment oracle against the kingdom, the king of Babylon. And really, what I'd like us to hear in this is a judgment of Satan himself, because the king of Babylon will become basically the beast in the Old Test, in the New Testament, in the book of Revelation. So when we're hearing these things about the king, you know, it was the king who led the people into wickedness. That's why Ahaz is is condemned for his wickedness. We'll see that toward the end of uh, toward the end of our time. It's it's a lot against the king of Babylon, but then a little bit at the end of fourteen is about the king um, or about the destruction of the king Ahaz at the hands of the Philistines. So we get a little bit of that. It's a little confusing. I'll try and make it clear as we go. Um, but really be thinking about the way that Satan is defeated and his final defeat that will happen on the final day at the hands of God himself. That will help give you a little bit of theological context for what we're about to read. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 14, starting in verse 1. The Lord will have compassion on Jacob. Once again, he will choose Israel and will settle them in their own land. Foreigners will join them and unite with the descendants of Jacob. Nations will take them and bring them to their own place, and Israel will take possession of the nations and make them male and female servants in the Lord's land. They will make captives of their captors and rule over their oppressors. On the day the Lord gives you relief from your suffering and turmoil from the harsh labor forced on you, you will take up this taunt against the king of Babylon. How the oppressor has come to an end, how his fury has ended, The Lord has broken the rod of the wicked, the scepter of the rulers, which in anger struck down peoples with unceasing blows and in fury subdued nations with relentless aggression. All the lands are at rest and at peace. They break into singing. Even the junipers and the cedars of Lebanon gloat over you and say, now that you have been laid low, no one comes to cut us down. The realm of the dead below is all astir to meet you at your coming. It rouses the spirits of the departed to greet you, all those who are leaders in the world. It makes them rise from their thrones, all those who are kings over the nations. They will all respond. They will say to you, you also have become weak as we are. 
you have become like us. All your pomp has been brought down to the grave along with the noise of your harps. Maggots are spread out beneath you and worms cover you. How you have fallen from heaven, morning star, son of the dawn. You have been cast down to the earth, you who once laid low the nations. You said in your heart, I will ascend to the heavens. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit enthroned on the Mount of Assembly and on the utmost heights of Mount Zaphon. I will ascend above the tops of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. But you are brought down to the realm of the dead, to the depths of the pit. Those who see you stare at you. They ponder your fate. Is this the man who shook the earth and made kingdoms tremble? The man who made the world a wilderness, who overthrew its cities, would not let his captives go home? All the kings of the nations lie in state, each in his own tomb, but you are cast out of your tomb like a rejected branch. You're covered with the slain, with those pierced by the sword, those who descended to the stones of the pit, like a corpse trampled underfoot. You will not join them in burial, for you have destroyed your land and killed your people. Let the offspring of the wicked never be mentioned again. Prepare a place to slaughter his children for the sins of their ancestors. They are not to rise to inherit the land and cover the earth with their cities. I will rise up against them, declares the Lord Almighty. I will wipe out Babylon's name and survivors, her offspring and descendants, declares the Lord. I will turn her into a place for owls and into swampland. I will sweep her with the broom of destruction, declares the Lord Almighty. The Lord Almighty has sworn... Surely as I have planned, so it will happen. And as I have purposed, so it will happen. I will crush the Assyrian in my land. On my mountains, I will trample him down. His yoke will be taken from my people and his burden removed from their shoulders. This is the plan determined for the whole world. This is the hand stretched out over all nations. For the Lord Almighty has purposed and who can thwart him? His hand is stretched out and who can turn it back? Before we get to these last few verses, just a note. There will be salvation for the people of God and destruction for Babylon. Babylon is the one who took the southern kingdom into exile. But notice there's a quick switch at the end here, and he talks about crushing Assyria. That's because Assyria is the one who took the north into exile. So two nations condemned for the way that they treated the people of God, for the destruction of the people of God, and a comforting word to the people of God saying, I will bring you home. One day you will no longer be oppressed. If you felt oppression, that's good news. It's great news to say the, the oppressor will no longer oppress me. I will be freed. I will be liberated. I will be made whole, healed. No, I will no longer bow. To the oppressor. Instead, I will be free to bow to the Lord in my own land once again. That's the promise to the people of Israel. And then there's also this other little prophecy thrown in at the end of chapter 14 that we don't want to miss, but it's kind of added in differently. It begins with this prophecy came in the year King Ahaz died. He died at the hands of the Philistines. And here's what it looks like. Do not rejoice, all you Philistines, that the rod that struck you is broken. From the root of that snake will spring up a viper. Its fruit will be a darting venomous serpent. The poorest of the poor will find pasture and the needy will lie down in safety. But your root I will destroy by famine. It will slay your survivors. Wail, you gate, howl, you city, melt away, all you Philistines. A cloud of smoke comes from the north and there is not a straggler in its ranks. What answer shall be given to the envoys of that nation? The Lord has established Zion and in her 
his afflicted people will find refuge. We live in a world of spiritual warfare. The enemy attacks. Babylon, the kingdoms of this world, array themselves against the people of God, the kingdom of God. But we will be rescued. And in Mount Zion, those who have been afflicted will find refuge. And those evil ones, the evil ones, Satan himself, the king of Babylon, extraordinaire, he will be humbled to the point of destruction in hell forever and ever. Brother and sister Christian, the evil one will not eternally torment the people of God. No, no, we will be rescued. We will be redeemed on that final day. We struggle with this language. It sounds vindictive. But if you've experienced oppression, if you've experienced persecution, if you've experienced this kind of pain, it is a great comfort to know that this pain will not last forever. This oppression will finally give way. The persecution will one day end. Christ will be victorious and the evil one will be slain forever and ever. That dragon destroyed in hellfire. We long for that day. We wait for that day for justice, for all the violence that was perpetrated against the people of God, for all the violence perpetrated on people, period. The destruction that sin has wreaked on this world, we long for justice. Bring us justice, O Lord. We pray that as you bring that justice, would we taste mercy. And Lord, you are about bringing conversion transformation, salvation to those who once were enemies of the cross, enemies of Christ. You can turn enemies into children of God. We pray that you would save and that one day when your justice comes, we would stand victorious in Christ, knowing that you are good, vindicated, and that we are loved. We love you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks so much for being with me tomorrow. I'll see you as we finish up the week tomorrow, right back here at Goodwill Talk Daily.